First down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, the Indianapolis Colts, they sit at 3-1 and one right now uh, after a victory against the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. The Colts continue to travel, uh, this time to the other side, uh, to face the Cleveland Browns and the Dog Pound. And so I thought that I would bring on um, another YouTuber who covers the Browns, uh, Cole Medvec. He, he's uh, one of the hosts of Browns Grinders. Cole, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? Oh, doing awesome. Thank you for having me here. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, both of our teams right now kind of had rough week ones. And then we, you know, the last three games, they've really picked it up. And now both of our teams here, we sit at three and one in our divisions. And so um, overall, I kind of want to just break down, you know, each and every way I we can look at how the Colts can attack this Browns team in these different aspects. But um, before we do that, I'm curious your overall thoughts a quarter way through the season of how the Browns have performed in your opinion. I, I'm very, very surprised by how good they're actually playing. Because um, what's funny about it is Baker Mayfield is playing well, but he's not playing as well as what people think he is. And somehow, even though Baker is not at that Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson level, our offense is still performing at that level, which is like the funny thing with our running game being so incredibly efficient. Uh, I think the defense has been underwhelming. But I think it's also something that most Browns fans were also expecting. Uh, we've had, I think, five or six starters on defense not playing just through injuries. And it's really shown. But they're competent enough to where they can get it done. I think that their defense is good enough to where we can make a playoff push. Maybe not a full-on run. but um, So regarding that, I'm super stoked about the team. Yeah, overall, I mean, you, you, you talked about it, man. Like, you know, you guys have had a really efficient offense and, and the defense has struggled a little bit. It's kind of funny because I feel like in certain ways the Colts have kind of been the opposite, right? The defense has picked up a lot of the slack. The offense has struggled in spurts. And so I thought we could start here first with um, talking about this Colts offense a little bit, how we could attack, um, you know, this, this Browns defense you mentioned. They've struggled a little bit, um, you know, overall, um, especially in the passing uh, attack. Um, the Browns right now sit at 30th uh, in, in yards per game in the passing attempts. Uh, they allow about 310 yards, a little over that, per game. Um, and we know the Colts right now are struggling. They sit at 20th right now in passing yards per game with a little over 250 yards per game. Uh, week one, they really had a lot. They had over 350 yards. The last couple weeks, they, their numbers have been dialed back a lot more. So how do you think the Colts can attack? You know, the Colts have, have a few injuries, Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, um, but they did get Trey Burton, their their tight end, back. How do you think the Colts can attack this Browns secondary um, and also protect against Miles Garrett um, in order to expose this Browns defense in terms of the passing attack? Well, I think that's going to come down to two different things. I think it's going to be how quickly Phillip Rivers can get rid of the ball, 
which is one of the things he's always been very good at. Uh, you even see that with like Naheem Hines having so many receptions on the Colts. Um, just getting the ball away to the running back. I think getting those screens set up. I think that the biggest thing that is going to be very apparent during the game is I think your guys' tight ends are going to be dominant against us. I mean, that's our biggest weakness. That is, besides Naheem Hines, really, that is Phillip Rivers' only current significant weapon. And I think you're going to see Mo Ali Cox be incredible. I don't know if Jack Doyle's playing. Um, I haven't checked that, but if he is, I mean, he's going to be a very significant part of that too. Uh, tight ends are the biggest Browns hurdle uh, the past two or three years. So it's going to be one of those. Those guys are playing uh, very well, especially Mo Ali Cox. I uh, expect a massive game from him. Um, and on top of that, too, I think that uh, the receiving core is going to have to really step up for the Colts if they want to win. Denzel is going to be able to shut down whoever is going to be your number one guy going out there. Um, that's where I'm not too concerned as a Browns fan about T.Y. Hilton. But um, besides that, we really don't have a whole lot of corner. I mean, we have Terrence Mitchell, who's competent, but he's not anything special. He's the kind of guy that probably wouldn't start on most teams. So I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, the run game I was concerned about because your guys' offensive line is so incredible. And Jonathan Taylor is obviously a really, really good talent. But then I, he's only averaging 3.8 yards per attempt, which is not anything to worry about um, if you're underneath that four um, threshold. So I think it's going to be mostly that. I think the biggest sneaky advantage the Colts have over the Browns, I think this is the thing that people are not looking at. And I think what's going to become the difference of the game for the most part. But your guys' special teams is significantly better. I mean, that's... Yes, you guys have a middling offense. You have an incredible defense. But your special teams is also really, really, really good right now. So that is why. Because I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. And the more field goals you guys get, the better position when it comes to punting. Anything special teams related, I mean, it's going to be the difference. It's going to be a very low scoring game. So, I mean, that's really what I think is going to happen. Um... And I do a lot of, um, you know, I talk a lot about the Browns, and but I also do a lot of analytical work in the background. And my data has shown that Baker and Phillip are playing at almost identical levels. And so I think the quarterback not being significantly different, but then one team having this incredible defense versus a team that has no defense, I think that's, for me, I think the Colts are going to, come out the win. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Browns probably lose by a field goal, maybe two. Yeah, I mean, I know it, 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 I think it will be a very close game as well. Um, but, I mean, you, you guys look at it. Like, last week, you guys put up, what, 49 points against the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, this offense for the Browns is no joke. I mean, you guys you guys have some high-powered weapons. We know, obviously, uh, with your two running backs, obviously Nick Chubb is not going to be in this game. But, uh you know, your wide receivers are just off the charts. You know, with, with Jarvis Landry, uh, OBJ, both these guys are just phenomenal, phenomenal players in their own right. So it's certainly going to be interesting from that aspect. You know, we kind of already talked, touched on the running attack and in, in, in the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, um, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines, all those guys. And you know, I was surprised at how good the Browns are against the run. The Bears were also really, uh, they actually did a pretty good job on the Colts last week against the run as well. Um, so I, I really think, yeah, you know, the Colts right now sit at 15th 
in terms of rushing yards per game, which is really weird considering the fact that, you know, they were top 10 last year. I know they, they ran it a lot. But, yeah, it was, just, it was just weird the fact that the Colts have kind of struggled a little bit. Their offensive line especially has struggled um, to open up holes and, and really allow the Colts to, to run the football like they did in the dominant fashion they did last year. So um, I, I definitely agree. I think it's going to be a hard game, another hard game for the Colts to be able to run the football. I mean, overall, they ran for 2.7 yards per carry against the Bears last week, and the Bears had – one of the, you know, second, you know, I believe it was like 17th coming into that game. So I think it's going to be significantly more of a challenge for the Colts to, to move the ball in terms of rushing. And, and I agree with you in terms of using the tight ends. The Colts have three really good tight ends. And you mentioned Mo Alley-Cox, Jack Doyle, who, who came back a couple weeks ago, who had a couple catches, and then Trey Burton, who returned this last week. So I think the Colts certainly need to use more of their tight ends. That was something that was really kind of a question mark why they didn't last week, because similar to the Browns, the Bears struggled against you know tight ends with their linebackers. So overall, it was just kind of a, a yeah. weird thing. But I certainly think that's got to be in the game plan for the Colts. Oh. And oh, let me just say this: I I picked up Mo Ali Hot or Mo Ali Cox in uh, fantasy football. I'm going to start him. So <laughs> that, that kind of shows my confidence in uh, in that pick. Yeah, it was weird though because like when <laughs> both those tight ends came back, Mo Ali Cox is snaps were less than them and i was just like why are you limiting this guy he's just going out there and he's shown that he can go out there and make plays he's dominant yeah even pff said he was playing at a uh i think an 80 grade level so i'm like yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah so i certainly hope that they feature him a little bit more this week especially um and let's talk about now let's flip it over to the other side let's talk about this colts defense i mean so far through four weeks this colts defense has been the best i've ever seen this colts defense ever since i've been a fan ever since i've covered the team i mean right now you, you look at it um overall the number one defense um especially against the pass which is interesting because the colts right now rank as number one against the pass and the browns come in at 32 passing the football uh, do you see that trend continuing this week uh, and the Colts kind of shutting down Baker Mayfield I know he's got a lot of weapons on the outside um, but do you percent potentially see that happening and if so how can the Colts go about doing that against really two high profile wide receivers I think the biggest thing that's going to be a major factor I think Justin Houston versus Jed Wills is going to be huge so we have our rookie left tackle against Justin Houston <laughs> so it's like that's one thing that uh scares me because any kind of I guess uphill battle that Baker's gonna have to go and overtake and if one of those is the pressure on the left hand side it's gonna be one of those where Baker is gonna probably throw a pick or two I mean I think that's just a realistic thing Baker does not do very good against these incredible defenses because he's the kind of quarterback the stats make him look to be worse than what he actually is, but he's very good, very talented, but as soon as he's put into a position against an incredible defense, he tries to overdo it. So it's not a, oh, can he do it? He can do it, but it's when a, he's going to make those decisions where you're like, dude, like too aggressive, too aggressive, trying to win the game for everybody, and it's just not going to work out. So I think that... Um, the other part of your defense, too, that I am so interested in seeing how it you know, plays out is Xavier Rhodes. Because here you have this guy who was not good for two years, and then he comes in. Right now he's playing at a all-pro level. So it's one of those, can he keep that up? Can he, you know, just a guy off the street, can he keep that up? Because he's going to be covering, I'm assuming, Odell, and that 
seems like a matchup. Even with Odell playing so much better than last year, I just don't know if he can even compete with Xavier. So I think a lot of our game is just going to be purely based off the run. I mean, however the run game does will determine how well we do. Because even in terms of linebacker, I mean, you guys have incredible linebackers. Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke, and those guys kind of being in play with taking out our tight ends who are really good, it doesn't matter. You guys' safeties, very good. So, I don't know. I, I think that there's not a whole lot the Browns can really do to be impactful besides run the ball. But you can't just do that. So it's one of those, we're in a very bad situation. And we only put up six points against the Ravens. And you guys have a better defense. <laughs> so I look at that, I'm like, oh, that's, that's uh, not a fun thing to look at. And that's where I'm saying, I think a lot of it's going to be, how many, who can get more field goals, pretty much. It's The only thing I'll say that I think gives the Browns a shot. And here's the thing, in terms of the Browns' circles, all the Browns fans think we're going to dominate this game. And I'm, I'm the only one sitting here going like, nope, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, there, there's actually an interesting stat that I, I do, um, or I look at. A lot of people do this. It's how many points does your team score compared to how many points you give up, essentially. And um, after four games, the Browns actually get scored on more than they put up points. Um, the Colts are putting up 1.8 points per every point they give up. So you guys are almost double in terms of how many points you guys are giving versus receiving. And you guys did have an easier schedule, but even if you adjust that, it's 1.5 versus our not even one. So you just got to look at something like that. I mean, the efficiency is night and day. Um, and the home and field advantage is not going to be mattering that much. People are going to bring up, though, that the Colts beat the Jags, which to me, I'm like, well, the Jags are underrated. So, of course, that is not that shocking. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking about this game. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because you, men you mentioned the running game, right? You mentioned this, this Browns running game, which right now is by far and away the, the best running attack in the league, um, you know, you guys average over 200 yards per game, which is absolutely incredible. Um, but you guys are going to be missing Nick Chubb for, you know, multiple weeks. And I think that is significant. As good as Kareem Hunt is, I mean, that is notable for sure. Um, and the Colts come in, and there are no slouches against the run either. Right now they're set at fourth against the run, allowing about 77 yards uh, per, per game against the run. So how do you think the Colts can go about potentially slowing down Kareem Hunt kind of cooling off a little bit of this this Browns offense in terms of running the football that's been absolutely out of this world so far. How do you think the Colts can attack this Browns um, offensive line, you know, these running backs? What can the Colts do and what do they need to do in order to, to really keep Kareem Hunt in check? Well, a lot of it's going to be um, the offensive line, defensive line matchup. And because the thing is, Kareem Hunt, I mean, is obviously incredible. But it doesn't matter how incredible you are. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott last week against us didn't perform very well. And it's one of those, I think it's all going to come up to that matchup and how well your defensive line plays. And that's where I was bringing it up earlier. How well is Jedrick Wills going to play against Justin Houston? 
It's the matchups like that that'll determine the efficiency of the run game. And it's one of those, I mean, we have the talent, we have the offensive line, we can do it. But when you have Justin Houston, DeForest Buckner, I mean, these really, really, really competent defensive linemen, I mean, you can't help but be nervous as a Browns fan. Um, I think that a lot of it is going to be the Colts are going to try to force Baker Mayfield to win. And it's a matter of fact, it's like, well, can you do that against the number one ranked defense? And I think it's going to solely come to that. And it's going to be putting it all on Baker Mayfield. I mean, stopping the run as much as you can, putting up, you know, having a full box. The simple stuff like that. So... Given the matchup, though, I mean, when you have a team that can stop the run and very well and very effectively, it almost doesn't matter what team you play. It just kind of happens. It's kind of like the Titans and the Ravens in the playoffs last year where, man, how did Lamar Jackson get demolished by the Titans? Well, it's because the Titans have a good run defense, and if you have that, then you force the pass. So it's going to come down to that, just kind of the Colts doing what they're doing and forcing Baker to win the game which he's pretty 50-50 on. So I think that's pretty much it. All right, Cole. Well, before I let you go here, man, I always do this for every single person who comes on and you know previews the game with me. We got to give some score predictions for this game. So I want to hear your score prediction for Colts at Browns here in week number five. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I would say Colts 21, Browns 13. I don't know how many people you have come on to your podcast and uh, say their own team's not going to win, but. <laughs> oh, we've had it before. We, we definitely had it with, yeah. um, oh gosh, what was it? I think the Vikings person came on and said the same oh. thing. So um, it's all good. It's, it happened before that. I mean, when we had the, the Jaguars guy on week one, he predicted the Jaguars to win. So I'm like, just don't predict your team to win, and then hopefully my, the Colts will handle it. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I actually think it's going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game, just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say 24-20, to 20, the Colts are going to be victorious in this game. It's so hard, though. Honestly, I could flip that just because going into the dog mm-hmm. pound, man, is so hard to win for any team. It's just it's tough, especially against, you know, potentially Costanzo. The left tackle is going to be out. He's dealing with a rib injury that kind of took him out. Um, he, you know, he suffered that at the end of the last game. And then potentially some of the, you know, linebackers that are injured. You mentioned Leonard and Okariki. They're both dealing with, with injuries. So if one or both of those guys can't go, I'm a little bit scared at what you guys could potentially do to expose our linebackers. Yeah, I mean, big, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a pretty big, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty Absolutely. big loss. Especially the Costanza <laughs> one. Like, honestly, like we don't have anybody that I really trust behind Costanza. So I, I didn't know he was out That That that's really significant. <laughs> yeah. Well, they haven't officially ruled him out, but I know he came out of like the last drive last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's dealing with a rib injury. So I'm like, just let him rest if you need to. Uh, just let him take all the time he does. He's a veteran. So, like, as long as he's playing, I don't care if he practices it at all this week. Like, please, dear Lord, do not let Costanza be injured because we're going to have a big problem on that left side if he indeed can't go on Sunday. So I'm really hoping for the best there. Hopefully. I mean, for you guys, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, no, this is awesome. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thanks, Cole, so much, man, for coming on, uh, talking a little Colts-Browns. And like I tell all our people, good luck on Sunday, man, but not too much luck. Yeah, right. (laughs) Same back to you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.